Good morning. I guess it's uh, Thanksgiving Eve. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from the cool and dry. You rarely hear that, but except this time of year, the cool and dry Florida uh, Keys. <clears throat> We're going to be in the mid 70s, mid to upper 70s today, I think. But it's beautiful. We've had our windows open. Not like fresh air. Rarely, rarely. You know, I don't. I don't know how people live down in these neck of the woods before air conditioning. I can understand them living down here without heat, just covering up some, some leaves and stuff like that. You know, it's, you can get a little cold sometimes when it drops into the upper 40s on a rare occasion, but not so much, not so much the, with the, the heat, you don't you, you don't need that. But cooling down, I guess people just acclimated. It was just felt like it was 110. It always was 110, humid and stuff like that. I know there's warmer, worse places in the world, more humid year round. But you know this this is up there. This is up there with the when we get temperate weather. You know it's a it's a celebration on its all its own. But combine that with Thanksgiving. You know, we're just still reopening, reopening internationally. And there's Europeans coming in, people from other parts of the world that are starting to experience lockdowns and stuff like that again. So they're coming to our neck of the woods during, you know, just it's just the time they're available. And, you know, the time when their vacations are, are ready and when they're ready to leave, they're just fed of that. But... You know, like we see them come into the bar. You could tell a little about how people behave before they even open their mouths. You expect to hear an accent. They don't necessarily have to be of a different, you know, have different characteristics, you know, topically, face-wise or anything. You can just tell by the way they hold themselves that when they come in. And usually they're they're pretty, pretty well behaved, I have to say. Very polite. Not always the most generous of tippers, but, you know, they don't know. They didn't grow up in an area where, you know, gratuity was expected. They just don't. Some of it, it's a, it's no pun intended for foreigners. It's a foreign concept. Gratuity. They say, well, you know, sacre bleu. Why don't you just pay them what they're worth when they're working, you know? Oh, yeah. And then you have to pay, for, it's more for the food and all that stuff. So, but we developed a tipping culture here. And that's the way it happens, you know? There's some people want to big buck the tipping uh, culture here. Say, well, I don't want to tip. I don't want to pay. For, but that's the way it is here. You know, if you want to, you know, that's not your decision. It was as a society we got together, just like stopping for a stop sign or a school bus. That's what we as a group of people decided that's what we're going to do. If you decide you don't want to tip, you don't want to stop for a school bus. You know, you want to scream fire in a crowded theater, which probably is bad in any culture. Or language, not necessarily saying fire, because it's saying you'd have to say it in a language that is prevalent to the people in the area. I guess you could scream fire in the middle of a movie theater 
in, let's say, let's pick a place like Malaysia. Well, maybe not in English because they're probably probably the second most spoken language in Malaysia. Maybe that or in Mandarin. I, I digress. That's my favorite word right now. I get off. I'm getting off topic. So if you scream, I would, I would, that's a that's a foreign concept. I'm thinking you can scream fire in a place where people don't understand English. Now English is probably probably screaming the word fire in another language like Navajo in a movie theater in Paris probably won't gain, you know, just say someone screaming up front. But then you can see one of French uh, Navajo in the back row goes, I think he's screaming fire in French. Sacre bleu. But I didn't want to talk about foreigners. I'm just saying they know how to behave when they come in. Most of the time they're they're polite. But it's funny you get people in, and I'm going to segue right into the Thanksgiving dinner from this. That's why we go house guest. We had, uh, I, where we're situated on the map in the United States, where the Keys are off the end of Florida, right? Just coming off, it's like excess DNA coming off the member of, which is Florida, off the edge of the United States. You know, dribbling off the end, the Florida Keys. Where we get our people, we drag most of the people from the East Coast, Canada, Eastern part of Canada, Midwest, Minnesota, area, all the way out to Minnesota, maybe a little further out, sometimes Iowa. And then we bring them all down here. Now, when you go further west, they start getting dragged over to Mexico and Southern California, some Texas. But then again, we're way south of Texas. We're way south. I mean, they're next to Mexico, but we are way south. And uh, I wager bet our year-round temperatures probably more steady than theirs, too. So we get a lot of people from all over. But we ended up getting, uh, what was it, Monday night. I mean, uh, a nice couple... And they come in and they go, do you got any pull tabs? Oh, whatever minutes. Hey, you got any pull tabs? No, I was putting a Southern accent on it, spin on. But pull tabs, they have them in like VFWs and and these club things. I think they have them. It's a betting thing where you pull over. And they, they used to have them. I remember pull tabs from um, the carnivals, the, the church carnivals. It's funny with the church carnivals, uh, any place that doesn't have gambling, when it's a church carnival, allows gambling. You know, bingo. A religious organization. They're able to curtail because it's fundraising for... I don't know if that's a provision. I think it's just a non-profit has the ability to do certain things that uh, for-profits can't. I guess, you know, that doesn't... There's a, a overriding theory that non-profits be more... Uh, let's say trustworthy or tra- you know than uh, of their revenue and more reliable than a for profit which not necessarily the case because there's organized crime gets involved in that stuff you know obviously the unregulated areas of uh, sports betting the the numbers in the big cities and then you have pull tabs 
Now, pull tabs, when you do, you pull over. If you get like, I, I haven't done it in a long time, so my apologies for people from the Midwest. You got to match like two, if like two, three cherries or something like that. And you get, you pay 25 cents or a dollar a pull tab. And you just maybe four of them. I think there's four. And I'm, hey, listen, I'm thinking back 40 something years ago. I think they've done it afterwards, but they were the things you bought. There was nothing like a, a nine-year-old kid buying a bunch of pull t- gambling. Gambling, yeah. You could, you didn't have to be 21. I remember this church once. I don't know if it was legal or not. Dad just think you put quarter, you could put quarters on the wheel. Do that. They give you money with that. It's funny. You know what I'm saying? On the boardwalk, it has to be prizes. But it was those church carnivals, I always remember as being money. And then I could tell, you could tell the people are going to be addicted to uh, gambling, you know, gambling addicts. I definitely, if I hadn't found alcohol first, let's say if there was, alcohol didn't exist, then I'd be a gambler. I would be a gam- a bad gambler. The one of the ones that loses is every fucking cent of their money each time they do it. And always, you know, not each time because you got to win every so often. You go like, I'm going to win too. I'm going to get better at this thing. You never really get better. So when these people came on and asked for pull tabs and I go, oh, is this, okay, this is one of these Midwest thing and these bars, they have it at the bars and like people bug the shit out of people for pull tabs all the time. You say, listen, I'm going to buy some pull tabs. And they say, they, um, they don't make any money selling pull tabs. No one tips for pull tabs. Or some maybe someone does. If they win, they do. Someone made a comment on, I saw it online where it's pulled up pull tabs on one of my uh, social media feeds. And someone was asking, does anybody get all tied up when they're real busy and you know sick and tired of getting people's pull tabs? So these people from Minnesota asked about pull tabs. I said, no, sorry, it's not a thing in the regular restaurants here. And okay, go, hmm. And I go, you know, whatever, bean, uh, cheese curds isn't a thing here too, right? And I wanted some people or someone asked for a some kind of uh, package store. Instead of saying liquor store, is there a wine store, a beer store? You know, that's, when you go to a place and you don't know what they phrase it, they call it like a beverage, they could call it a beverage Allocation center, BAC. They can call it whatever they want. But if you take the basic words, what you want to buy, beer and store. I want to buy some beer. Where do I go? Where do I buy liquor here? What kind of place? How can it, you know, how can I get a hold of wine? Mm, that's that's a good question. But using your local word for um, the liquor store doesn't help sometimes. I remember someone asking me something and they were calling something. It was it was only called that in the state. And they go, well, you don't know it that way? And it's like, you think we're going to start calling it by your thing. Right? It's kind of like colonialism at work. When when I guess one of those uh, countries went and say they discovered some place, <laughs> you know, what they didn't discover because there's natives there. And people say, well, 
what what's that animal over there? We, and they say something in Swahili, an elephant. And the, and the British guy goes, we call that an elephant. Yeah, but you don't live here. We call it something else. We don't, we're, we're not going to use your word. Out. Well, no, we're going to, the British people say, we're, we're all around the world, my friend. Pardon me, my friend, but we're all the way around the world. So we're going to name it elephant and we're going to tell everyone else it's an elephant. It's not going to be your local word. So that's kind of like, uh, it seems like that. It says, listen, we're going to propagate the definition. We're going to define this thing from your area. Like, he said, we don't need, you know, we, we don't do pull tabs here. We do... Maybe they do football pools, poker, illegal poker machines. It used to be slot machines. And they give you kind of like a gift card someplace. Which is funny if you think about it. It's, I think it's an easier way to handle it. Someone wins. You know, you have like a couple hundred, you know, hundred dollar gift cards. Uh, supermarket gift cards. You got to get, you got to get, if you live in the area and you're gambling, you got to get your food, right? What's the difference? It's hard to track, right? So you go and say, what do you, you know, if they, if you're get winning five, 10, 20,000 a, a year, people say, wow, you bought a lot of groceries this year. You bought a lot of Swanson TV dinners. No. So to pull tab things, I, and the pull tabs on liquor stores, when, when you're down in an area, I don't know why you would use your local vernacular. I know you miss where you're from. I know you think it's great. And it is great. It is great. But, you know, that's why people go on vacation from places because they're tired. If they really wanted to see more of where they're from and they really love it, they love it so much. Why do they go on vacation someplace else? Stay home on vacation. Go, oh, I love it here so much. You know, Pete, that's, you know, we like it here in the Keys. We stay here sometimes on our vacations, right? Or you go someplace different where they speak a different language and they don't have pull tabs. The real, there was a show on, Christ, I'm trying to remember if it was on HBO, maybe on HBO, but it's a Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant show. It's an idiot abroad. And I... I never came across, I don't remember coming across a, one of those toilets where they're just, you got to squat down. There's no toilet upper place. It's more like a hole in the ground. And it's not an outhouse. They got these low things. This is what people do. I guess, I wonder what fat people do when they have to, because they can't squat down like that. I mean, maybe they do. I mean, we the Western civilization developed the seat so you can sit when you're doing that in the eastern more busy cultures where there's more densely populated places they said we're not even going to we're not going to put a seat we can't have people sitting there all day maybe they're going to be reading the Bhagavad Gita or Confucius sayings or something like that they could be sitting there you see what they do in the west I mean they could bring in a newspaper in with them. They may use it for use newspaper for 
you know, toilet paper, but it's also for reading. You know, I know we use that here. You know, we don't have a lot of toilet paper, but we do, the newspaper is not just for wiping yourself with. So out west, in the western world, they sit, some guys go in there and they grab their coffee and their newspaper and walk into the bathroom. And the people just be looking at them and say, they go and sit in the bathroom for a while when the people are doing all that stuff. And I, a lot of times they don't even give them the, the private, it's just a row of these things. There's no no privacy either. Just like boot camp, you didn't. A lot of times, years and years ago, you didn't have any separation. There was, there was no stalls. Yeah, stalls are a recent, recent thing, except for you know single seat, the single seat uh, outhouse. But if you've seen it big places and stuff like that, when you go into the old west things, they had a row. At the outhouse. The most foul... Oh, have you ever... Haven't, you know what? I don't even know why I'm making this Thanksgiving show. That's horrible on what I'm talking about. I'm not even going to talk... I don't want to even talk about that part. Yeah, I was going to go there. I was going to go and talk about how foul-smelling outhouses were. So it's just like, hey, it was only 100 years ago, man. Your ancestor... I'm thinking my... My family... It, probably 100, 120 years for indoor plumbing for some of my family. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that long ago when when my great grandparents, gosh, I guess my grandmother. I don't know. Maybe maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. She was born in nineteen oh six. They may have had one inside their house or not. You know. So that's not that far removed. So me making a big stink about it's kind of I don't say historically hip, hypocritical moving on no pun intended Thanksgiving and I know some of you listeners and I do appreciate I want to go and, and send a shout out thank you for downloading all those episodes I do appreciate it I really do every time you do that you raise our ranking. And when you raise our ranking, we're in a much better position to be able to negotiate. I don't want to add any more time to uh, doing this stuff. I do appreciate the downloads. Keep it up. If I got new people coming in here, what I need is to get as many downloads as possible. What happens? It raises the ranking of the show. So thank you very much. So Thanksgiving's rolling around. We have a bunch of guests in the house. So most of the people are known. You'll have some... Some people have strangers come into their house, people that are dating, people they know, co-workers, uh, spouses, boyfriends, significant others, same for members of the family. And it really doesn't matter sometimes. Some families, you got what you see in the Hallmark commercial kind of or Norman Rockwell painting of the lady putting it down or or Christ I'm trying to picture this certain things a Publix commercial one of these big supermarkets that are just they show family getting together having a nice conversation being pleasant people helping other people people helping clear the table which you know you got to be really confident to clear someone else's table right when you got fine 
people put out their fine china and they don't want other people touching it sometimes. Or the, you know, the fine, fine glassware, they don't want to do it. They want to do it themselves. And they don't realize, oh, I got to clear the thing of 15 people. And I decided I'm going to do it myself. Well, that's a lot of work. You just gave up your day. You're not going to do it. If you cooked and all that stuff, you just you kiss it up. You just gave that to your family. But you may be in the best position out of all those people because you may not have to. You can say, oh, well, if this gets too feisty at the Thanksgiving table, the conversation. And that's where you got the thing. You're forced to invite people. When you have a regular dinner party, when it's not family members, you invite people who have similar social skills, similar interest, similar sense of humor. You try because you don't want to get someone too outrageous unless you're trying to do one of those kind of parties where you try to bring an outrageous person. You know, bring them outrageous people. And they're going to be there for entertainment. That's kind of screwy. It's good to have people that are entertaining there for entertainment that you like. Right? Some people are easily offended. Others aren't. But with family, God, people feel comfortable saying shit to themselves. That's amazing. It's amazing. They'll sit there. I mean, they'll sit there. They most they know people know what they should and shouldn't say in general when you're a grown up. You know, I have children. They say things, incredible things. You know, and some people find it funny. You know, they could talk about mom's special friend who shows up when daddy goes to work. Right? That's a shocker. But usually, you know, kids kids will just say some pretty outrageous things because they're kids. And then you got the people that just drink too much. I was one of them. And they'll just say all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Very interesting things. Things that make sense. Things that don't make sense. Kind of crazy rants. I don't know if it's a mixture of the alcohol or the turkey. You think you're just sitting there, you're drinking. It's hard to really, when you're stuffing yourself with food, it's hard to drink too much. So if you could just start eating earlier, maybe you could put yourself in a food coma where you're not saying shit at the end of it. But if you don't eat enough early and you drink and drink and drink and that drink gets ahead of that alcohol, um, you know, that food ingestion thing, oh boy. And then there's people that are just completely inappropriate. They they know what they're, you know, they rarely interact with these people and they just want to say what they, they have their piece to say. Right in the middle. They just don't have the thing get focused on their one subject. One subject. Now, people say, listen, I have friends that are listeners of the show, and they said, Jim, you talk too much politics. Too much politics for them. But I'm telling you, you get into any conversation with someone on the opposite side of that, they will work in the subject in the conversation. They will work in a political subject into the conversation or something about you know, something that try to spark some, and they say, getting people upset. I'm just, I'm just being real. No, they, they're the ones that are focused on this. Because you can look at all my episodes, 531 of them. Not all great. Not all whatever they give out for 
podcast, potties. Uh, I wonder if it's called a potty. I bet it is a potty. I got a potty. It sounds like you're going to go to the bathroom, right? Well, not all of them like that. But most of them aren't. Most of them aren't political. But you get it, the right person. Every conversation is political. Everything. They'll just say that. I'm sitting at the bar and someone was saying something and the no concept something um, it was it was no partisan outlook to this one. It was about free speech. And she goes, uh, this woman that comes in a bar and she's talking and stuff like that. And I didn't know where she was coming from. And I still to this day. And it, there was a funny bit on Saturday Live. Is there a Republican or Democrat? This issue. You know, some issues are saying, they're like, they're not sure. And then they explain the end. Is this person a Democrat or a Republican? They'll say something. And they don't know. It's funny. So this lady was that way. She was saying stuff. And she goes, they can't say stuff like that. And I said, oh, um, whatever, I'm not exhausted to say what said. I said, as long as you're not, it's not uh, threatening someone or a hate speech, they can pretty much say whatever they want. You know, freedom of speech is in the Constitution. And that lady kept on thinking, and she took it as an insult. And I said to her, I said, that includes you, whatever you have to say. And then she goes, oh, well, I see what you're trying to do. I said, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying, trying to tell you that you have a legitimate voice. So I'm saying you have the right to say it. Say whatever you, you want as long as it's not hate speech and you're not threatening to hurt someone. You're making a threat. You know, or, you know, inspiring other people to hurt people. So we're going to have these people over and they're just going to be Entitled to say whatever they want, especially have to have a couple of drinks. We have to have an exit strategy. Might I say that you put different groups of people in different crews, okay, and don't have them heavily interact? Have the people washing the dishes be either pro or anti, right? And you choose are the most effective. The most effective people to clean you pick, are they in the pro crowd or the anti crowd? I'm not saying which side. Just say prevalent. Um, If the other crowd is more likely to go back and sit and watch uh, football, send them back. Do that. They can eventually do something else. You can have them do something, empty the trash, do stuff like that, but send them to do that stuff. Now you got the people that really don't care either way. They can help clear the table. And clear the table. This way you have them in between. They're, they're, they're going between the kitchen and the dining room and the living room, and you have it all in poo. You have all those groups separated. Just split it off. Say, hey, it's time to go. It's really nice. It'd be like right in the middle of dinner. It gets all heated and stuff like that. They just Maybe you just had the first five bites of your turkey. You're asking for a little gravy. And then your Uncle Al starts in. And it starts getting heated. And it's building, building, building. As a host, you might say, 
you know what? We're going to, we're just going to finish up here. I'd like to thank you all for coming. People are just looking at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be having them some, uh, we'll have some uh, pumpkin pie, stuff like that. And then you take note of who's, who's on which side. You take them and say, you, 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 you come with me. And you, 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 you go in the thing. Now, obviously, you can't really stop people from eating. I know that. But you can always like tie it right at the end. It says like, you know what? We've had enough eat. You know, well, there'll be plenty of turkey sandwiches. Just keep them separate. Just like go. Don't insult the people. Just go like that. Just say, don't point out that say, hey, listen, listen, why did you do this? You know, don't point it out. Just say, hey, listen, we're not going to do this right now. We're not going to talk about this, huh? It's about Thanksgiving. We're giving thanks. We're not going to say... We're not going to give like reverse Thanksgiving. We're going to say, oh, I'm just very thankful that we live in a country. And then you're going to say something horrible that pisses one side or the other off. You know what people say? I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for the opportunity to sit here and eat this great selection of food. And the spirit of love that's in the room. And camaraderie. That's, and you can go and elaborate from left and right. You know, when I say left and right, I don't mean see partisan wise. I'm just saying you can elaborate, do all this stretching out of your, your grace. There's plenty of it. But, you know, that's all that needs to be said at the end. And, you know, whether you're Muslim, Baptist, Catholic, Jewish, Hasidim, Zoroastrian, just Scientologist. Do your sign off and do it. Eat away. No, how's college? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay, it's great. The car's running great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog, yeah. And that's, that's Thanksgiving. But once they start talking about, got to watch. You know, some say so and so got an electric car. Now, that could be a good conversation. Well, how's that working out for you? Do you have a hard time getting charged and stuff like that? But then someone's going to say, oh, on the other side, they're going to say something about it. You're going to say something about an electric car, and then it's going to turn political. It's Thanksgiving, which turns out stuff. So whether it's the kind of family that you see in Norman Rockwell painting or the kind you see in a Mad Magazine cover. You know Mad Magazine? It's just like showing the weirdest stuff. I'm wishing you a thanks, happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you won't have all that stress. Try to mitigate it. Take yourself out of it sometimes. When I say take yourself, just disengage. There's no reason. You're not going to change anybody's view at the table anyway. People that say shit at the Thanksgiving table, that it's controversial, they're not looking to have their mind changed. They're not open to it. They already got their, they always got their website and their, their, conspiracies and all that stuff. So they're, they're on their way. There's no way you're you. Yeah. Your cousin's gone. <laughs> That's horrible. But you know what? There's plenty of other people who can see the way you behave around it. And they'll just, maybe the younger ones will look at me. Oh, I would want to, I want to behave like uncle Ted, not uncle Jim. I'm going to behave like Uncle Ted because he's having a good time and he never really said something outrageous and didn't get all pissed off. Well, this is Jim the Keys Bartender. I'm signing off. Thank you for listening today. Please share as many 
uh, episodes you can with family and friends. Spread that out. Spread the word. Uh, not Thunderbird either. I mean, you can have Thunderbird. Stop it. It's Thanksgiving tradition. It's Thanksgiving tradition. It's Jim the Keys bartender signing off. Thank you for listening. Please download as many episodes as you can. Thank you and goodbye.